Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We've got a primetime game coming up. We've got Giants, Seahawks, and you've got a preview pod that you're listening to right now. We're going to break it all down. Danny King will join us later for segments. Justin, I hate to be dramatic. I really do. I think people are overdramatic all the time, especially in the beginning of seasons. But this, this, this game feels so important. Right, you have the bill, the Dolphins and the Bills coming up the pike before the schedule gets easier, and this is a game where the Giants have enough talent and enough coaching to be able to win this game. You know, right now they are currently Vegas favorites. This is to me, this feels like a game the Giants just have to win. You know, after starting one and two, losing to two teams that are clearly better than you in the 49ers and Cowboys, this game just feels so important, and it's going to be on Monday night for the whole nation to watch. Yeah, Bobby Skinner, don't shy away from it, man. Uh, if the Giants fall to Seattle, they'll be one and three, and then virtually they'll be one and five with the teams that they have coming up in Miami uh, and Buffalo. So if the Giants go one and three, they will be one and five, and the season will be over. So yes, this is a this game against the Seattle Seahawks Monday Night Football is a must win. And really, I, I I'm I'm not feeling that great about this Giants team right now, man. And I want the Giants to go out there and prove me wrong. I'm really excited to get back to MetLife Stadium. I want because I'll tell you what. I still have that sour taste in my mouth sitting in that cold, wet stadium watching us get our ass kicked for three hours against Dallas Cowboys on national television. Now we'll be back, another primetime nationally televised game, back in one of my favorite places in the entire world, the MetLife Stadium. Not just not get embarrassed, you got to go out and win the game. This is a game that the Giants should score 30 points. This is a game where the Giants should have offensive success. Bobby Skinner, let's talk about it. Yeah, and I want to talk about our offense to start first. Justin's episode is brought to you by some special people. We got George Soroyce, Soroy, Sirloin, Jose Meza, Jose, don't Meza with Jose, Ryan J, J Ryan from Canada, Stephen Penna, Steph, or Stefan Penna, or Stefan Penna, and then Thomas Frost, the brother of Robert Frost. Justin, who are these people? These wonderful, wonderful people, Mr. Penna, Mr. Ross. They all Frost. went to Patreon. They all went to Patreon.com slash talking giants. Two dollars a month plus some other tiers to get to hang out with us live while we record the shows. This is a little Thursday afternoon preview pod recording session. If you want to stay up late with us on Tuesday morning to celebrate a victory Tuesday a little earlier than everybody else. You get to go to patreon.com slash Giants, hang out with us while we record the shows. Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers in the mail. Plus, there's some shirt raffles. Hey, shout out to uh, 
our merch people at John Boy Media too. They designed some some pretty cool talking giant stuff, like kind of like the retro look. Everybody loves the the retro look. There's actually like if you like the old school Giants helmet, there's a talking Giants helmet with the kind of like that old school color and that old school look. Um, it looks pretty sick. It looks pretty dope. Patreon.com slash talking Giants. Thanks for our patrons. The Seahawks are giving up the fourth most points per game in the NFL at 29.3 through three weeks. The Giants are the third worst. Um, but it's specifically their passing defense, right? Their rushing defense is actually very good. But their passing defense, they're giving up 329 passing yards per game, which is 31st in the NFL, and they've only uh, produced one interception. Now, they do have guys coming back, like Witherspoon should be fully healthy, Tariq Woolen should be back, um, you know, where they have struck. But where they struggled in their pass defense is the things that the Giants like to do, like the concept the Giants like to do. Their zones, to me, are very basic and just can be taken advantage of by kind of pre, you know, pre-snap. And, hey, we're going to flood this zone, and we know that we have this defender is going to be put in conflict. He has to make one decision, and we have to attack. We're going to attack that player, and he's going to decide where we're going with the ball. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's defense has given up the third most plays of 20-plus yards this year. That hasn't been the Giants' M.O. outside of the second half of the Arizona game, but we want it to be this Giants' team M.O. Andrew Thomas, odds are he's going to be back. Ben Bredesen, very confident he's going to be back after clearing, clearing concussion protocol. So the offensive line will be operable, and you're not going up against the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm expecting this offense to be more explosive because also, the Seattle, like I said, Seattle's defense, they've given up, they've given up the third most plays of 20-plus yards so far this year. Not even the Giants' defense is that bad. Teams have also put up 30 points, 31 points, and 27 points, respectively, against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and also, when teams get down into the red zone, Seattle's three opponents score touchdowns on all seven of their opportunities and advances inside the 20-yard line so far this year. The Seahawks are the only NFL team to allow a touchdown on every opponent's red zone possession. So, Bobby, again, this Giants offense, this isn't just a litmus test to see where they are. This Giants offense should have success against the Seahawks defense. Yeah, and where they could have issues is the pass rush by Seattle because it's not Dallas or San Francisco, but it's all, it's a lot better than what Arizona was putting out there. Um, but, but hopefully with those guys coming back, Thomas and Bredesen, well, you, can, say, you can stay afloat, right? Well, Thomas and Bredesen have to give you Daniel Jones comfort, right? Because one, they're not going to blitz, right? They and they've only gotten five sacks this season, but they just get decent pressure. Like they're really their best pass rushers in them is in the interior and Jerron Reed, um, who's been a beast for them for two sacks, four hits, and five pressures. But because covers wise, they do the things that the Giants like to run. You can have confidence that your stuff is going to work and hang in there and throw it. And like when you, DJ does scramble, to me this this week more than others has to be a scramble to throw type of week um because you know bobby wagner is not very fast right so when you're scrambling that's a lot of times the defender you're going to be attacking and covered so you got to be this has to be a scramble to throw type week and even with some of the explosives that have been given up those have been given up because of quarterbacks including even andy dalton buying time in the pocket and hitting the ball down the field but the giants passing concept should should work for seattle like i and i usually don't go through this on a preview pod but i want to one curl routes deep curls 
Darius Slayton actually had a lot of success on third down versus Seahawks on these concepts last year. Um, and that's when they like to get in their third down blitzes, which means you're going to have to win on the outside because they either blitz or they drop guys back into the middle of the field. But you're going to have those one-on-ones. I don't care if it's Witherspoon or Woolen, whoever. You can be able to make those plays. And they're also there on first and second down. So this should be a game where Slayton wins on those curl routes, which is a play, which is a route he's gotten a lot better at. Mesh. Right, we know mesh is a concept the Giants like to go to, which is against putting two shallow, two two drag routes crossing each other with some stuff in the middle of the field. Versus the Panthers, Justin, Andy Dalton missed Miles Sanders. They got an empty. That would have been like a big chunk. It could have been a touchdown, but Andy Dalton misses him, and then he hits Adam Thielen on it later in the game. It ends up being a twenty-six yard pass down to the one yard day. By the way, and Adam Thielen's washed. Right, Adam Thielen is totally washed. Like that. That will be his best game of the season. Uh, the best game of his career. <laughs> and they like they leave the short flats open, right? When the outs because the outside cornerback and the you know, when they get into those cover three or quarters coverage, that outside cornerback carries the vertical. Well, they that curl hook defender or flat defender, whichever one, they just kind of are leaving stuff open. So they leave the short flats open. So, and then other ways you can attack it to create big plays. And this can include with Darren Waller, you get in three by one sets, right? You know, three guys to one side of the field. You have that outside receiver, whether it's, uh, you know, post, post wheel, you know, even, even a curl, curl flat. And then you can either attack up the seams, which they will leave open. But if they're not leaving the seams open, well, that deep sideline part of the field, they will leave open and have, like, they had some busted, a lot of busted coverages. Now, granted, a lot happened with Michael Jackson, number 30 on their, on, on the field, and I don't think he's going to be getting a lot of playing time. But again, I think it's a little more about their defense, uh, more so than the player. So to me, I think this is like where you work, work the post wheel, work the flood concept. Even like you can work smash, which is like that high low. And we always talk about with the whole shot, but you, use that third defender to occupy that curl hook defender and i think you can create some like not even like a like a hit the hole like no the hole it's not even a hole it's just open um and then when they get really soft in their in their coverages the check down is there with space so i think there is a lot of opportunities and, and a lot of space to operate for giants receivers and daniel jones to hit them but this does have to be a daniel jones because there's going to be some pressure right there's i mean you know, Evan Neal and Marcus McKeithen are going to give up pressure. Hopefully, Bredesen and JMS can do well against uh, Jaron Reed. But there, you got to hang in there. You got to hang in there and make those throws. And when you do scramble, Daniel Jones, you got to scramble to throw. I mean, you mentioned the Seahawks uh, and some of their interior guys, especially, are having are having decent years. But where would you say the Seahawks rank in pressure percentage? I know there's different sites and stuff, but pro, pro-, pro football reference. Yeah, I've stopped using Pro Football Reference. I don't know why is that. But because they only measure certain things and they don't show individual players. I mean, Jaron Reed, Mario Edwards, and Ochenna and Wosu have been getting after the quarterback. They just haven't been finishing plays. Okay, uh, Pro Football Reference has the Seahawks as the same pressure rate as the Giants, like tied for twenty eighth in the National Football League. So you know, take take that as you as you may. Um, Bobby, you, when you're talking co- conceptual stuff. I don't know. Like uh, you mentioned Waller once. I think this needs to be the Darren Waller breakout game. It should be like putting the linebackers and the safeties in conflict as you have some 
you know, more or less talented cornerbacks on the outside. Witherspoon's a rookie. Hey, do you want to attack him? But Tyreek Woolen's a t- is a is a talented cornerback. I don't know if I want to go out of my way targeting the length that he has, the speed that he has, and the ball skills that he has too. I don't know if I want to go out of my way targeting him, even though I'm not afraid necessarily. But I think this just needs to be the Darren Waller breakout game. We even saw it against Dallas where Daniel Jones is running and scrambling to his left and then you know, it's that's the play where Chris Collinsworth compares Darren Waller to LeBron James and like the type of athlete that he is. So, um, I think this this needs to be the game, man. This needs to be the game. Where well, who Darren on Waller their defense is, can is, cover him, right? Right. Like Bobby Wagner slow. Jordan Brooks is all right. They got like do we know Julian like Julian Love isn't going to cover him. I know they used Jamal Diggs, Adams is coming back. I think. So, what do you think? Like, I don't know what to think. I don't even know how many plays he's going to play, but he does. I mean, when Adams, it's been a long time since he's been on the field, but when he was on the field, like, he is a great pass rushing safety slash linebacker. Yep. And, I mean, we've seen it with the Jets and with the Seahawks. Uh, you know, I, I you know, he, he literally stole a ball from Daniel Jones his rookie year and, yeah. and scored a touchdown. Uh, yep. But I am honestly have not accounted for him because even if he is back, we don't, like, he's not just a plug-and-play type player either. So it's hard to know, but I think they'll probably try and get him on the field on third down to run some blitzes and, and get in their zone. Yep. Um, so obviously you, you have to, but I'm, I'm not like planning. I'm not the one making the game plan, but like in my right. head, I'm not like planning for too much of Jamal Adams. I don't think they'll we'll rush him back. Even outside of just game plan stuff, Bobby, Giants haven't scored an off, a first half offensive touchdown this year. Uh, got to happen. You know, my, <laughs> Mike Kafka talked all about getting off to fast starts, fast starts, and how last year's offense didn't get off to fast starts. Uh, Giants haven't scored a first-half touchdown during a reg- regular season game since the Colts game on January 1st. So um, the, the the scoring needs to happen fast, and it needs to happen often. And then also, what do you what do you think, man? So I think the Giants only had about 11 rushing attempts last week. Well, I still got some stuff on the passing game. Oh, sure. Okay. With the play action. You've got to be careful. One, this is the team that kind of put a little bit of a blueprint how to stop the Giants' play action until they started moving in the drop back passing. So their guys are going to get back and take and cut off those crossing routes. But what they also do, and they did like they got a sack uh, versus um, Carolina, and they did this well versus the Giants last year, and we saw it last week with Nick Bosa. They're going to attack the quarterback from the backside of play action, right? So you either have to block that guy. Or not run play action because they're not they're not going to bite on that from the backside. They're going to attack the QB and look for sacks, and that's so you, with play action you got to be careful with it. Also, I put together these numbers, so they've played Stafford, Goff, and Dalton on twenty plus yard air air throws, ten of eighteen for three hundred nine yards. That's fifty six percent with those three guys, and obviously Stafford, mm-hmm. but like. Those deep numbers would be number one in completion percentage while also being like pretty high in target rate, which, you know, at 13.5%. It'd be like, you know, over three times what DJ did last year. 10 to 19, they're giving up 61%, uh, 256 yards. Uh, and then the short area, I don't really judge short area stats 73%, 403 yards. But again, like those. And it's not necessarily just guys getting beat one on one on the outside. It is like busted coverages and stuff. So you have to, and this is something I, and I actually remember this in the, 
the 2020 Seahawks game when the Giants won and they ran the ball and everyone's like this is a this is the worst pass defense in the NFL but you know why the Giants didn't have any passing yards in that game despite Colt McCoy it's like you never tested them down the field so for them to have busted coverages you have to attack them and if you don't attack them there there's no big deep coverages to be busted so you have to attack them and and I mean look for that because that's something that they put on film um with the rushing offense before we get into it do you think Saquon Barkley plays no, there's no way Saquon Barkley plays. No way. I don't. There's no way Saquon Barkley plays. You didn't see the clips of him on Thursday, Monday night game. Yeah, I, 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 I saw, but don't, don't do it. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't. I hope they don't rush him back either. Um, and also, even if Saquon Barkley was playing in this game, their rushing defense is really good. Yeah. Um, they're number six in yards, number three in yards per carry at two point nine. Now they've played three of mobile quarterbacks um, in Stafford, Goff, and 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 Andy Dalton, so that has a little bit to do with it. But again, we talk about Jaron Reed; he's been a beast, a beast. And then Bobby Wagner, where he's still really good, is against the run. Um, and their other defensive linemen have been able to penetrate and, and allow linebackers to run free. And then Reed has been whether he's two gapping or penetrating, he's just been a he's been a monster for them. Um, but unlike past Seahawks teams, they are all playing their responsibilities perfectly, and they're very disciplined. I mean, hell, they held the Lions to three and a half yards per carry with their offensive line. So this is a game you can't abandon the run, right? Um, and that's what I was going to ask you because I think the Giant, the Giants did abandon the run against the 49ers because I, I kind of think they had to. Like I, I, I was, I feel just the same about a second and ten as I do about a second and seven, but. I think there needs to be a little bit more of a balance between 11 running attempts, rushing attempts that I think they had last week against the 49ers. And only and, seven to the running backs. Right, right. So I think there needs to be a little bit more of a balance to help you stay on schedule. But at the same time, the Seahawks' run defense is pretty good, and it's so tempting because their pass defense on early downs has been pretty suspect. And on third downs, it's been like – it's kind of crazy how some how similar these two teams are in a lot of the efficiency areas because on third down the the Seahawks pass defense is almost as bad and maybe even a little bit worse than the Giants pass defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I take the run when it's the right opportunities when you get in those second and shorts. Yeah, yeah um, third and shorts. You if, know, if they are getting into really light boxes and giving you favorable fronts. You know, throw some counter or something at them, and you know, pin down Jaron Reed. Don't let him just you know stop you. But they are playing the run very well, so I'm not going to go into this game pound pound the rock, especially without Saquon. But again, I I would like more than seven carries, and hopefully the Giants are winning in this game and can do that. All right, why don't you talk to us about Candlewick before we get into? Do you have anything else? No, no, just hey, let's let's score first half uh, offensive touchdown. Let's let's do let's start there. First no, quarter. Opening script has been good two or three games, and they've came away with three total points out of them. Yep, not good. Not good, not happy. Oh, Bobby Skinner, we have another tailgate coming up this Monday night. You can click the link in the show notes to hang out with us. We're going to have a Madden tournament. Uh, we're, you, know, we're, you like the mini games? Everybody played like the Madden mini games growing up, so... What we're going to do is we're, you know, if, if enough people are going to want to come and hang out and play and play some Madden, if you got to buy tickets to play Madden, you can come and hang out even if you don't want tickets. But 
we're going to play like mini games. And then whoever has some of the best scores, highest scores playing those mini games, then you can go into like a tournament where you can play Joe's McFly. You know, Joe's McFly, he's going to be their big time celeb myself. And then Jolly Olive, who's a big Mets guy. Uh, the three of us, we're going to be there. We're going to be hanging out in the Candlewick diner. They are going to be catering this Monday night football game versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Candlewick Diner is celebrating their 54th year in East Rutherford this October 26th, and it's the third year partnering with Talking Giants for our tailgates. They are the original food caterer and supporter for the podcast. They're located just a mile up the road from MetLife Stadium. Anytime that I find myself near MetLife, um, if I'm going to the racetrack or something, I will always stop at the Candlewick Diner, and I will always hang out and say hi. And you never know who you'll run into. There's a lot of Giants players, a lot of Giants rookies, a lot of the younger Giants players will sometimes find themselves at the Candlewick Diner. So check out the Candlewick Diner in East Rutherford, New Jersey, for all your favorite diner favorites. Bobby Skinner, you'll be glad you did. Come to the tailgate on Monday. Link is in the description. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. The Giants' defense versus the Seahawks' offense, well, they have the fourth worst defense in scoring. They have the fourth best offense in scoring, averaging 29 points per game at 2-1. and one. Man, Geno Smith just has real command of that offense um, and the pocket, right? He's completing 69% of his passes while being able to take advantage of all parts of the field. He only has one interception. He's good at avoiding sacks. Like, he's only been sacked five times this year. Now, with that, he also, his production under pressure isn't great like he has the most throwaways in the nfl but again he avoids those sacks charles cross may be back i think he's gonna be back but stone Forsyth, the you remember him from the gators um he wasn't horrible for them so i don't i don't know how much of a difference that makes anyways and unfortunately our edge production has been pretty damn bad this year um justin gino gino's good man and yeah. he can make you pay for screw-ups um, now the Giants are going to play man coverage, right? That's what they do. They've, you know, they've ran man coverage essentially, you know, sixty, you know, sixty percent of the time this year. Gino, it's going to test it though, right? And he has a lot of trust in in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but mostly DK, right? And DK's yep. had two hundred thirty four yards this year, and Gino has no problem going to him versus man coverage with tight window throws when you blitz him. That's where he wants to go is to DK. And we even saw that a little bit last year where I think DK was targeted 10 times in that game uh, with Fabian Moreau. And this started off a little good, and then they were finally able to get those wins. But I, I don't know who's going to have that matchup against DK Metcalf. But just know you got to be good at the catch space because it doesn't matter if you have good coverage. Geno's going to throw the ball to DK, especially when you're running blitzes. Absolutely. Uh, Geno Smith, second in the NFL in play action attempts on first down. Um, Geno Smith is also the second most efficient quarterback in the NFL on first and second down. Now, the Seahawks' offensive third down numbers are subpar, but them being so good on first and second down has helped them avoid third down altogether. They face the third least amount of third downs in the league and have the second highest first down percentage on first and second down at 32.5%. Why am I talking about first down, second down, and third down? Because Giants defense has been bad overall. They ha I, I, want, I want them forcing third down a little bit more than they are right now. But also, Bobby, they're forcing teams into third and seven and longer 
54% of the time, the Giants are 54% of third downs, the Giants are forcing teams into a third and seven or longer. The league average is 47%. Why I'm bringing this up, Seahawks offense isn't that great on third down. They win on first down and second down. The Giants defense has been doing a somewhat good job of getting teams into third and long. Their problem has been getting off the field, getting off the field, getting off the field. That is going to be how this game is won or lost. How many times the Seahawks are going to face third down? If it is a third down, is it a third and long? And can the Giants force them off the field? That's the key to this game for this Giants defense. Yeah, and that's when you see like like Gina will get the pressure on third down, but it's like he's good at avoiding the pressure, but again, he has the most throwaways and he'll run around and, and try to do a little hero ball. Or You see that gonna... two-point conversion last week? Yeah, or he's going to throw, and there's times where he got himself in trouble too, where he's scrambling around, he gets sacked at the, you know, two at his own two yard line instead of just being on the punt from not backed up there. Um, but he's going to go to Dak there, or sorry, not Dak, DK, DK. Metcalf. Um, but like you mentioned, like play action, right? They run a play action a third of the time. Geno is 15 of 15 on throws between 10 and 20 yards for 219 yards, three touchdowns there. And a good chunk of that is on play action, and that's where he likes to climb the pocket, stand tall, take a hit off the play action, looking for those holes. And they're going to get you into running formations too out of that. Like they like to run out of twelve personnel. Like JSN's not getting a lot of run because they're they're running two tight ends, and they've got two solid tight ends with uh, Parkinson and Noah Fant. Yeah, both those guys have nine catches, and both of those guys can move well. Uh, and Parkinson's a good athlete who like runs through tackles while like glare at Xavier McKinney to make those freaking tackles once even if you do give up the catches. Um, so he's got options to throw at. But this this has to be a game, Justin, um, where another Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence dominate up front like they did versus the 49ers. Geno's going to hold on to the ball a little bit longer, I think, than Brock Purdy. But Leo, Leonard had a sack, four hits, and a pressure last year, plus four run stops. And then Dex didn't have his best production game, but he he looked really good on film. This is a game where these two guys can dominate uh, their interior. So they should be – Dex and Leonard Williams should be in the backfield consistently. And that's – and you talk about getting to um, third down. That's going to be a way to do it is by those guys dominating uh, a second week in a row. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Fant and Parkinson. They like to they like to throw the ball to those guys. Those guys can break some tackles. Uh, tackling has been a main topic of conversation over the last couple weeks with this Giants defense. Uh, tackling DK Metcalf and tackling Kenneth Walker. And not even necessarily Kenneth Walker when he's running the ball, but Kenneth Walker if he's receiving the ball out of the backfield. Th- those are like the four players that I'm circling in red about we we got to be able to bring down. You know, maybe even Tyler Lockett's good with the with the ball in his hands, uh, by the way. Oh, also. Uh, I think the Giants have 31 missed tackles on defense so far this year. The Seahawks have 30. So another another two areas in which these teams are so, somewhat similar to each other is is tackling. Yeah. So, but DK Metcalf and Kenneth Walker specifically, just because how physical they are, I am concerned about when DK catches that ball. Um, you know, you talk about competing at the catch point, whether it's Hawkins or whether it's Banks. I'm concerned about after DK Metcalf catches that ball, you can't make a play on the football. How are you going to get that guy to the ground? Stuff. Yeah, DK is my main worry in this game on in every facet, right? Even if you know Adore hasn't looked like his same self this year either, you know. So it's not like you can put Adore on him and shut him down. But last year they put Adore on Lockett and Moreau on DK. I would expect 
either Banks or Hawkins to be on DK. Um, and we saw Banks struggle at the catch point last week on giving up that touchdown to Ronnie Bell. Um, and, you know, the tight ends of the Cardinals made a couple plays. Are you going to make Kayvon your, your GF? No, I'm going to make somebody else my GF. Okay, so let's talk about Kayvon Thibodeau. And this, doesn't, this is not just specific to this game. So I posted, I went, and I looked through all his true pass rush sets, true pass sets, pass rushes, the front side of runs and back side of runs. It's alarming. He is playing slow, he is playing high, and he's playing stiff. You know, and there's plays, even like there's a play where he gets a free rush out to the running back, and he slows up and stands up. Where it's like, dude, run that dude over. You have a running back blocking you. You have full momentum. Don't make his life easy. Um, we need more out of Kayvon is not doing again. We we talked our conversation about Kayvon all this offseason is like we need him to take a step forward, but he, unlike Evan Neal, has put together a baseline of at least a solid pass rusher in the NFL. Yeah. He's not even getting any. He looks like Jihad Ward and O'Shane Zimenez out there. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him, but he needs to figure it out. Because what he did versus the 49ers to me is unacceptable. That's the worst game of him as a New York Giant was that game. And it wasn't great versus the Cardinals either. You know, and he wants to talk about being on the backside of runs. You know, we talked on the mailbag pod. You gave up a big run because you did the wrong thing on the backside of a run. Uh, so, he, I don't know what is wrong with him. And you know what? And I want to say, you know, we talk about having dogs and having a mentality. How about, you know, people in the building call his ass out? And I know, oh, I, I think Wink Martindale does. How about, how about guys who have been on defenses that were dogs at one point instead of fucking uh, cuddling this guy? Well, I'm just going to bring up. I remember the quote from Brian Dable at the Combine. What are you going to do when you have three games in a row and the sacks aren't coming, the stats aren't coming, and people are coming at you? What are you going to do? So this is not like a, this is a like, dude, you're, this is a, a, you're better than this speech for Kayvon. Like it's, it's what he's put on film. These last two games has been pitiful. He has to be better than this because we've seen it. We've seen it. The baseline he put down last year is so much better than what we've seen these for these last two games. It's been bad. So I don't know what yep. the hell's going on, but he needs to snap out of it and, and become uh, a difference maker. Yeah, man, I, I agree. And I was going to bring up, uh, I was listening to Amani Toomer on DNR on ESPN radio earlier this week. He is on the Giants payroll in some capacity because he does the Giants postgame show. And he said that uh, Kayvon Thibodeau has being a superstar off the field figured out and the things to say and, you know, how to, you know, how to market yourself, whatever. No you know, problem he has with that, that either. He has that, and I right, I have no problem with that. He has that figured out, but being a superstar on the field, he doesn't have that figured out. And I, what I honestly think it is, man, is I think that he's had his entire life where, yeah, he's worked hard, but also a lot of things have come very natural to him. Being a superstar on the football field has come very natural to him. It's been, you know, maybe even somewhat easy because you are so naturally athletic and you're so naturally gifted. Or even at Oregon, where it's the top comp, it's some of the top competition, you know, in in college football, where he excelled at that, and now he is at a point in his football career for where for the first time he is not the best player on the field, and he is not a superstar 
on the field, but he still has that superstar mentality off the field, and that's what's kind of getting him in trouble. <laughs> that, you know, you need to match it, man. Just you play gotta well. match it. You got to match it. You got to be about it. So I, again, I don't have the problem with the with the you know what he says off the field. It's the fact that he was drafted fifth overall, and he is nowhere even near the superstar player that he needs to be for the Giants. And I do think. I, I think it's mental, man. I don't think it's anything physical. I think it's all mental, and I think he's got to fucking want to do it. You got to want to go out there and do it. Yeah, and, and this not is not like easy. an Evan Neal speech, right? Where it's like, like, like we're just hoping. Like this is like, dude, it's in there. You played faster last year. You played fit more physical last year. I don't know what's going on, but it has to be figured out. So stop yeah. cuddling this guy, New York Giants uh, employees, and freaking figure it out with his ass and and it's in there and i want to see it show up this week right even if there's lucas and cross are back those are guys you were drafted with there's you should be winning let's talk about their rushing defense justin or our rushing defense versus their their rushing offense everyone looks at kenneth walker um and it's like man that's a good player like you got to be careful to me i hope to god the seahawks run the ball I really do. Now, they're middle of the pack in rushing totals and yards per carry, Justin. But there's two things that make me really want to hope them they run the ball, specifically what with Walker. One, they are a zone run offense, right? And that's what the Giants are the best at. The Giants are very good against a zone run. And last year's Seahawks team is an example. As bad as last year's Giants run defense was, they held Kenneth Walker to 2.8 yards per carry. And that includes like a 16-yard touchdown at the end of the game that he, you know, bounced. Um so the Giants are just, because they have those defense alignment up front, it allows the linebackers to play more free and just play. So, and you just have to play gap responsibility. Also, Kenneth Walker has 4.3 yards per carry this year. Not great, but solid. Four touchdowns. This guy dances behind the line of scrimmage. And we saw it last year and thought maybe that this would be different uh, in year two. To me, it's not. I think he is always looking like he would be if, uh, to me if I if I was covering the Seahawks I would be frustrated with him cuz he's always looking for the home run threat. Um like I think maybe more than anybody in the NFL the way he will stay behind the line of scrimmage to try and create stuff. Now, he can make plays out of it, right? He makes yeah. good plays. You know, and he's going to try and get you out of your gap integrity to do that, right? Did that even versus the Lions who, you know, have some good, uh, decent linebackers, got them out, like got Derek Barnes, got Jack Campbell, Angelo out of their gaps, uh, and then cut to the other way and was able to create some big runs out of it. But just this game, trust your defensive line and linebackers just play your gap. It's as simple as that. It should be one of the easier defenses and then tackle the guy because he obviously can break tackles. But also, like, I think there's a, a lot of room for net, like, you know how Pinnock had the three tackles for a loss versus the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, that could happen again because they will allow that blitzer off the edge from the backside. And because Walker will sit in the backfield, that allows for that. This is a game where, like, Zach Charbonnet, the guy we talked about him on our draft previews this year. I, I hope Charbonnet gets very little touches and Kenneth Walker gets the majority of them. Because I think I would rather face Walker than Charbonnet right now. It's, maybe if we were a different type of defense it'd be a different conversation but with the Giants defense how good they are against zone uh zone run I, I'm I'm hoping they give the ball to Kenneth Walker I, I, to me every Kenneth Walker handoff because as good as their passing offense is every Kenneth Walker handoff is a win for the Giants yeah still don't know if if we're gonna see Aziz Ojolari so I think that's gonna inevitably impact the personnel that the Giants run out there where they're gonna put 
a lot more. And also because the Seahawks just run a lot more 12 personnel anyway, we're going to see a lot more heavy personnel on the Giants front where we're going to see those interior defense line. That's that's the strength of the team right now. The best we talked about in the mailbag, the strongest positional group on the team right now is the interior defense alignment, and they are playing well. So lean on those guys. Uh, they're going to clog those holes. They're going to clog those gaps. The, the Giants last year couldn't stop the run to give a damn. And a team like the Seahawks, where Kenneth Walker was having a you know a pretty successful year, and that and that rushing offense was looking good at times. You even said heading into that game, I know this Giants rushing defense is really bad, but I think they can have success, and they did last year. Yeah, it's um, the same exact conversation, honestly. Yeah. Like you could just copy and paste last year's preview pile of the Seahawks with this one. It's the same. Except exact there's thing. a much except there's a much stronger interior defensive line room, and Bobby Okereke is an upgrade at interior linebacker. So. Yep. Mike McFadden also played really. This was Mike McFadden's like first start over Tay Crowder, and he played well in this game too last year. So I think McFadden coming off that 49ers yeah. game may be playing a little confident and be able to. Also, get them. you you would think that Kenneth Walker would be better yards after contact because he's a bigger, more physical back. It's not very good. Like 1.9 yards after contact per attempt last year, and 1.3. That's not that's not awesome for like a. Bigger, I'm telling you, a if I back. was the Seahawks fan, I would be frustrated with him. Because, like, there's star plays and he does some awesome stuff, but he, like, spends so much time behind the line of scrimmage. Like, we talk about dancing. That man dances behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, and it leads to some awesome plays, right? But it also leads to a lot of negative plays. Justin, before we bring on Danny King, this episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including sports, concerts, festivals, and more. They always want to make sure that you are getting a good deal. So when you're on the app, look for the green dots. Green means good. Red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee. SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. We've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Click the link in the description to download the app. You'll be glad. You did. Hey, Sean, you better hope I never get back in there. I will kick your Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. All right, we now welcome on Danny King for weather and trivia. Danny, what's the weather looking like for MetLife on Monday night? Well, I mean, luckily they're not playing anytime, uh, at least uh, this weekend, because apparently it's supposed to just pour like crazy. But Sunday night in in a... East Rutherford, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be Monday clear, night. Monday night. I lied. Clear skies, 69 degrees. Nice. And uh, six mile per hour winds. It's just going to be a nice, clear night. Could be uh, this is the first game I've had live since my horrible weather prediction. It is. It is. And this week, I'm confident <laughs> it's going to be beautiful because one, there's no random storms popping up on me. And two, whatever is coming, it's going to be long gone by then. So yeah, Monday, beautiful weather. Uh, low of 59, though. So wear a jacket. I Please. I don't want Any wind? Uh, wind, yeah, they're like six miles, they're like 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 a light gust, you know. All right, so that means sixteen miles an hour in the parking lot, and then six miles an hour in the city. Yeah, I always just mentally prepare for the parking lot to be full of wind. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We talked about it when the schedule actually came out, but it's like this is our second home game. It is, this. and then we have two away games, and then they come. It's so many road games. I'm seeing the Giants, and also they're putting the Giants and the Jets like on the stadium in the same weekends too. Yeah, that's cruel. That's cruel to them poor groundskeepers. Can they get the paint right this week? By the way, I hope the paint's dry on Monday night. Well, I mean, it did rain. If and to their to their not credit to their an excuse for them is that to it their rained. Overbooking. 
they, they it rained that weekend more than like any other weekends, probably like in years. So true. Um, true that. I'm seeing the Giants in two weeks. I'm excited for that. They're gonna be at Buffalo. Let's go. We're gonna be doing a watch party for that, Danny. We Oof. got any trivia? We do, and according to Pro Football Reference, only one Giant has returned an interception for a touchdown against the Seattle Seahawks. So if that's wrong, blame Pro Football Reference. Can you name me that one player that did it? A pick six versus two, Seahawks. Two thousands on. Two thousand on. If you if you want a little more, I can, I can narrow it down. Was this maybe a Stevie Brown interception? Uh, it was not a Stevie Brown interception. Justin, you mentioned a hint, Danny. What's the hint? Oh, post two thousands. Oh, Danny mentioned an, uh, possibly another hint. What? Well, what's your answer, Justin? I was waiting for the hint. Oh, um, no, you want another hint? Oh, I'll give you. Uh, I'll I'll give you this. It was before twenty ten. Before twenty ten, I want to say Aaron Ross, but that's wrong. It's wrong. Bob, you can change your answer based off that as well if you need to. I'm going to say Corey Webster. I mean, he was the best corner in that time period. Got a ten year window. Let's go, Jabril Wilson. None of you are correct. It was actually R.W. McCorders. R.W. McCorders. September 24th, 2006. He took it back 27 yards for the score. We still lost. Who was the quarterback? Matt Hasselback, I'm assuming. Uh, I didn't look at that, but I'm assuming that probably was 2006. 2006. Was that the Jay Feely game? That was 05. That was 05? Yeah, Jay, the Jay Feely game was was 05. That game was so fucking frustrating. Yeah. Oh, here's another trivia. Uh, Justin trivia this week. Ooh, have, the Seah- have the Seahawks ever lost at MetLife Stadium? Oh, you're saying that. That makes me think they haven't. No, they haven't because you want to say that if you if they had. Correct. They beat the Giants in 2011, 2013, and 2017. They beat the Jets in 2016, and then they... Uh, beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl 43-8. to They've outscored their opponents by an average of 30.6 to 11.4 and a plus 13 turnover differential. They're pretty good at MetLife. By the way, this that game, John Seahawks was miserable. Eli had three touchdowns, three interceptions. Matt Hasselbeck had five touchdowns and three interceptions. Oh, my God. I miss yeah. old-school football with all the interceptions and stuff. Like, now quarterbacks are just too smart. We need a little more just dumb quarterback Ooh. play. Let's more Wilson dumb cook. people. Fantasy draft where we pick players um, from uh, the Gi- the Giants and the team they're playing to highlight matchups and competition. I'm excited. Now I'm still play. in first place, but Brandon Ayuk, my first round pick last week, did not play. And if you remember the rule, you can only trade third and fourth round picks um, after the draft. So I'll be picking third after an 11 point outing. Daniel will be picking first. He jumped Justin for second with a 55 point outing. Um, he's 7.2 points behind me. Justin also had a good outing uh, with 38 points. He's at 100.7 and 11.4 points back. So after it being a very wide margin after the first two weeks, we're all back close together. So it's a little fun. So, Danny, you do have the first pick this week. Who will you be taking? Well, I mean, it feels like it's kind of obvious. At least in my mind, it feels kind of obvious with with, uh, no Saquon. I'm going to be taking Kenneth Walker. I don't think it's obvious. CLCLS running back. I was feeling that pick. Kenneth Walker's been pretty good to start the year. This is the good thing about Danny not getting to listen to the per- for- first part portion of the pod because he was <laughs> running late. I was running late, but I don't know. I just haven't felt the Giants. James Conner had a decent game against us. Uh, I'm not going to compare him to McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey's on a whole different level. I mean, the only other player that I would have considered was probably whoever will go second will take. I just felt Kenneth Walker. I really just did. 
I think we're going to own Kenneth Walker. Justin, who is the second pick? DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf. He's the right first pick. Um, to me, he's a clear, clear one away. But I actually like having the third pick. And I actually thought about this. No, actually, I'm, I'm not. I'm lying. I did not think about week four when I picked <laughs> the order this year. Um, so I got back to back picks. So I'll take a giant first, and I have him second on my big board. Anyways, I'm going to go Darren Waller. Um, I don't understand the idea that like Darren Waller is one like top five in tight end receiving yards, and that includes two games where the Giants' receiving passing game like had less than 150 yards. So. I think Darren Waller's look pretty good for the Giants, and I think this will be a, his. This has opportunity to be one of his biggest games, and then I'm going to take Tyler Lockett. Right, I just I trust him to get targets more than I do any other any Giant receiver. Where the Giants receiver might have the Giants receivers might have someone that does better, but you're kind of guessing on which one of those guys it would be. Even though Slayton's probably the safest bet, um, so I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. So Waller and Lockett back to back, Justin. What is your second pick? Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't go lock it, so I could. So if he actually got more catches, I would go with the Seahawks tight end, but I'm going to go Darius Slayton. Hopefully he can catch a big play. He gets more involved. The Giants just run more plays on offense. That would be nice, and they score more points. I think this could be a big Darius Slayton game when I talk about those curl routes and they give up some explosives. Mesh, like I, I think... I think this could be a Slayton big game too. Like if it's got, it's going to be either a Slayton or a Waller big game. It has to be one of the two. Um, why not both? Yeah, both. How about both of them? Danny, you have back to back. I mean, five five for five on the Bobby Big Board. Even though Danny went took number four at number one. Danny, who is you? You got back to back picks. I'm going to take my first giant. I'm going to take Matt Breida because Saquon's Matt Breida not playing. In the second Saquon's round. Saquon's not playing. If he plays. Uh, I'll enjoy being on the last of the leaderboards. I just don't. I'm not buying the Saquon's gonna play hype. That's just dumb. And even if he does play, he won't be Saquon. So I don't really want him to play. And then after that, um, hmm, you know, is Paris Campbell still gonna get those reps over Wandale Robinson? Because the change is happening. Is it happening this week? I don't think it is happening this week. I am gonna take another week of Paris Campbell. One more Man, week. you might have been able to get Paris Campbell last in this draft. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then plus, you got you got to play half fun with it, and uh, that's what you got to do. So give me give me Paris Campbell. I mean, so Paris Campbell for me, I'm just going to go on the big board. You're taking him seventh. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteenth on the big board again. So out of the we have twelve picks, he would have not been picked by me. I don't know where he would have been on Justin's big board, but we'll see. I think Wandale's going to get those reps. Justin, you have your... Oh, go ahead. Justin, you have your third pick. Uh, gets tough from here on out, right? You still I don't know if... two starters for them. Yeah, the tight end, they run a lot of... with. I guess they run a lot of 12 personnel. They don't really throw the ball a lot to their tight ends. I'll take no, no offense the starter. Give me no offense. All right, so Justin's going no offense. I actually have... Uh, Cody Parkinson ahead of him. So I'm going to go Parkinson. I, that's his first name, right, Cody? Yeah. No, Colby, 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 Colby. Colby. Colby Parkinson. See, I, I knew I got it wrong. See? Got a wicked, wicked set of hair. Um, With my fourth pick. Gosh. 
Alright. Part of me wanted to get cute and take Saquon. Because I have not... I think there is a chance this dude plays. Oh, uh... It might be a mistake, but like we've seen it. Like I, oh, they, oh, he always rushes back, and he was running in practice. But I do have a GF that I want to talk about, and I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt with my last. Uh oh, there, mm. there it the is. The ultimate boomer bust player in this teaser? fantasy draft every single week, right? Like that where teaser. we've had two two games of zero for zero, and then one game uh, two for eighty nine, which still is not even that big of a performance, but it's good for a fourth round pick. So I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt. They give up. We talked about the stats before. They give up like the most big plays in the NFL. Justin, your last pick. Give me. I'm a Giants fan. Wando Robinson. Yeah, Wandale's the right pick here. All right, Danny, your your last pick. Now, before I sound dumb, I was I was I was out doing my. There's own a guy league. who's still here. That's kind of that, wild. That's why I'm asking. Was Jackson Smith something taken? No, but again, I don't even think it's wild that he's not being taken. Really? Kind of is, but like this is these are two teams that have a lot of different personnel they use. So I mean, JSN I, 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 is available. I am taking JSN. Okay, that, that's who that's who I, I want. Can you guys believe this? We have two teams to pick from. Twelve picks. Isaiah, in a, a game where Saquon Barkley is not playing, Isaiah Hodgins is just left available. It is what it is. I just, and I, it's I not the worst. I mean, he's put up 3.4 points That's in why. week one, la- zero last week, and then he had the big week two. Um, That's kind of wild. Um, Speaks a lot. I would have taken Saquon over JSN, but I couldn't do it over Hyde. All right, so to recap. Danny, who's in second place, has Kenneth Walker, Matt Breida, Paris Campbell, and JSN. Justin, who's in third, has DK Metcalf, Darius Slayton, Noah Fant, and Wondell Robinson. And myself in first, Darren Waller, Tyler Lockett, Colby Parkinson, and Jalen Hyatt. Colby. All right, let's let's see let's see what uh, we have to do. Danny, you have uh, the first pick in your giant factor this week, our X factor for the game. Who is your week four giant factor? My week four giant factor is going to be the guy who should be the starter running back this week because Saquon Barkley should not play. And if he does play, I would be kind of annoyed. It's going to be Matt Breida. Now, look, obviously, I would love Saquon to be back, but I just don't think Saquon would be good this week because we've seen a Saquon rush back and he just doesn't have that same swagger. Uh, He had four rushes for 17 yards this week. I imagine the Giants will run the football a little bit more. Obviously, with an ideal and healthy Andrew Thomas out there on the offensive line, uh, we got to establish a run to even have the passing game be a threat. I mean, like the Seahawks are not going to find the Giants uh, a threat if they can't physically run the football. So give Matt Breed the football a little more. Maybe they surprise me, and all of a sudden Gary Brightwell comes out there and just is the lead back because he did technically also have four rushes, I believe, last week. I just want Matt Breed to have the chance because Matt Breed is a quality back. He can get the job done for the Giants if he's given the chance. So don't rush Saquon back. Use Matt Breida this week, please, because there's no point in doing that. My, this is basically me just begging the Giants not to rush Saquon back. But I think Matt Breida is a serviceable back, and he could get the job done for whatever we needed him for this week. So Matt Breida is my Giants factor. You love backups. I do. I do. I mean, I almost made the trivia question this week. Who scored the Giants touchdown against the Seahawks in 2020? And it would have been Alfred Morris. Mm. Daniel Bellinger is a new add to the injury report. He was limited with a neck injury. Oh, that's Thomas, gas. Aziz, Saquon, and Davidson all limited, and Bradison full. 
Okay. Um, Justin, who is your giant factor for week four? Who who was full? Bredesen. Thomas and Aziz were not. No, they're limited. Okay, got it. Unlimited. My giant factor for week four. And Bredesen was unlimited. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Mr. Mr. Uh, give me John Michael Schmidt, Santa. 24 years old. Old man. You know him from the University of Minnesota. Jaron Reed and Mario Edwards Jr., two interior defensive linemen for the Seattle Seahawks. They are both, according to PFF, leading the team, leading the Seattle Seahawks in QB pressures so far this year. So if there's going to be pressure, it's bound to come up the middle. And as we have an offensive lineman that hopefully will somewhat stabilize the team for the rest of the year, I want John Michael Schmitz to be that anchor up the middle. We've seen him have some good games. We've seen him have some good moments. However, we've also seen him have some really bad moments in some specific games. I want to see a clean, perfect game. High expectations for a rookie, but a clean, perfect game from John Michael Schmitz. Be that anchor that this Giants offensive line needs. Be the stabilizer that the Giants offensive line needs. John Michael Schmitz, go out there and be a John Giants factor. Yeah, he had a, f- a good first two games besides facing Michael Parsons uh, against those defensive tackles. Struggled versus Javon Hargrave in week three. Now you got Jaron Reed, who's been a beast for them. My giant factor is going to be the guy I did take fourth in the fantasy draft. I'm going Jalen Hyatt. We talked about it. Like, they have one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. And then even more so of creating explosive plays and been giving up. Again, they haven't been facing Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Andy Dalton was creating explosive plays against them. So Jalen Hyatt, there's going to be space for him to operate. Um, and even if he doesn't create, doesn't have the big catches, he should be, if he's not getting the big catches, it better be because they're giving him attention and it's giving the guys a room underneath. So Jalen Hyatt, I think he needs to play. I think that's the reason Hodgins wasn't drafted uh, uh, this week is Hyatt needs to play and he needs to affect the defense and he needs to create big plays for the Giants. I'm going Jalen Hyatt wherever my week four Giant factor. All right. Now on to spread picks. Uh, before we get into our spread picks, Danny, who are they brought to us by? As per usual, our draft, our spread picks are brought to you by over our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Because guess what? It's another week, and they're back with another week of football. DraftKings Sportsbook is helping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets $200 that's a pretty big number throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner and DraftKings they stop in there all customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September guess what there ain't much time left in September so if you ain't taking advantage of this I don't know what to tell you because guess what football's more fun when you're in on the action so download the app now and use code world new customers can bet just five dollars to get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl and the promo code once again is world the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY the 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill at Casino and Resort, License C Partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Standings for spread picks. Justin's in the last after going full. Me and him both went four and four. So Justin's in the last at 10 and 14. I'm 11 and 13. Danny, after going three and five, is 11 and 13. We're all under 500. But to me, that's not the worst part. The listeners are starting off hot this year. They went six and two last week. They are 17 and seven. 17 and 7, right? Like, there's really no, ma- unless you pick opposite of them on, like, you know, on, let's see, on um, seven picks, there's no mathematical way for us to even be in the lead next week. Um, so it's about just closing the gap. Uh, and we got, like, we can't, we can't let that happen. We cannot let we, the listeners, we just ha- cannot uh, let the listeners win. Yeah, the listeners cannot have that. So I, I tag you guys in the spread picks tweet every week. Did you see the guy that uh, was really mad that the listeners were beating us? Yeah. I thought that I was, I kept on reading it all in my head. I even brought it up because I thought, so first the guy said, it's a shame when your listeners are more level-headed than y'all. It's like, one, it's spread picks. There's nothing about being level-headed. But I, I was reading this in my head, like laughing angrily. Just imagine someone just, like, and this guy came back like 10 minutes later. Like, Maybe your listeners should be the ones talking and y'all should actually shut the fuck up. And I just nice. kept on reading that over and over again in my head. Like, how how angry is this? Maybe your listeners should be the ones talking, and y'all should actually shut the fuck up. Which I thought nice. was... I'm like, hey, I've been, I, I was a champion last year. I was a champion Missed, two years ago. Yeah. And I can't... We, that, we didn't do spread picks the year before. So who actually won that year? Actually, I could pull it up right now. But we didn't do spread picks. We just... I think the listeners actually might have won, because remember the listeners would just pick the favorites every week? They're yeah. losers. Just can't listeners, you're not losers. Well, they're winners. It's no, a, actually, seven, I won that 17 year. and 7 is insane. I actually won that year. I went 83 and 51, but that was that wasn't against the spread, so I don't even count that. Yeah, I just kept listeners on Listeners would be rich. I just kept on reading that. Like, right how now. angry is this? Thing? He's like, maybe y'all should shut the fuck up. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the listeners should be talking and y'all should shut the Anyway, I just, I really enjoyed that. We're probably going to get like 20 of those replies on this week because they are killing us. Yeah. All right, Thursday Night Football. Lions at Packers. Packers plus two. This should be a good game. The listeners are represented by Greg Borgoyne. Borgoyne. He's going Packers plus two. I want to close the gap. And I also think the Lions are just better. Uh, the Packers probably don't win that game if Derek Carr doesn't get injured last week. I'm going Lions minus two. Justin, where are you going? <sighs> I... Packers plus two. Oh, they're getting they're getting Christian Watson and Aaron Jones back. Uh, Jordan Love's accuracy has been something that's been a little concerning to me. I know he's been really efficient, and I know he's been taking good care of the football. But Packers plus two. Give me give me something give me something a little different here. I was just thinking maybe if the listeners beat us next week, we can just have the listeners do this segment, and we can shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um. Maybe we'll do that. Tanny, who do you got? I'm also going Lions. Uh, I mean, they're getting Taylor Decker back, apparently, and David Montgomery as well. So that's a pretty solid reinforcement there for the Lions. And, I mean, 
Lions also won in Green Bay last year, and that's when they had Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and they still lost. So I'm going to take the Lions this week, plus minus two, minus two. That was the difference for me too, Danny. I was like, you know what? The Lions beat them without with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I think they're going to win this game. All right, we got London, the first London game of the year. The Falcons Cheerio. are low-key starting to play in London a little more often, but they are playing at the Jags in London. The Jags are home. Jags minus three. I have a rule. I never pick the Jags against the Jags in London, um, and I hate Desmond Ritter, so I am going Jags minus three. The listeners are going Falcons. Danny, who are you going? Uh, I'm also going the Jaguars because, like you said, this is their home. And the Jaguars, they, I, don't, I don't know what's missing from them right now, why they're not hitting the same this year. I, I did read that Doug Pearson did hand over play calling responsibilities. Could that be the problem? I don't know. I'm just saying. But I think the Jaguars are still just a better team than the Atlanta Falcons, even with their struggles early on. Justin. Jags. No reason. Desmond Ritter still a quarterback. Yeah, that's about, that's a reason enough, quite frankly. We got Dolphins at Bills minus two and a half. What are you going in this one, Justin? Hold on. What did I say? I'm waking Jake. Dolphins. Oh yeah, that's right. Because the Dolphins they competed. Uh, they competed in um the wild card game last year with their backup quarterback, and they almost won that in Buffalo. So now two is here. They're scoring a lot of points. Give me Buff. Give me um Dolphins. This game is in Buffalo, but I just think the Dolphins are a better team than Buffalo. So I'm, I'm also going to go Dolphins. The listeners went Dolphins. Danny, you going with us or against us? I mean, like what? This is the Bills' first legit game all year. The Dolphins, I this may also be their first legit game all year. But the Chargers, I don't know. I'm taking the Dolphins. They're a better team than Buffalo right now. Jalen Waddle's coming back. Uh, Dolphins just got it, unless they just decide to lay an egg after dropping 70 points. Dolphins also beat the Bills early last year, even though that that was in Miami. It is kind of funny. Miami can just cook their opponents with the shade versus the non-shade part of the field. Uh, Ravens at Browns minus three. Danny, what are you going in this one? Ugh, God. Browns suck offensively. Ravens are kind of banged up, if I remember. Uh, I just can't. I mean, besides their defense or offense, just can't get anything going. I'm going to take the Ravens plus plus three. The listeners agree with you. I agree with you, too, because the Browns offense is just the Ravens defense is really good. And as much as I I think the Browns defense could be the best in the NFL, but it's just their offense, I think, is really going to struggle against good defenses and going to lose them games. So I'm going Ravens plus three. Like Maybe even the Browns win this, but I. I, I can't like you can you expect the Browns to win by more than three points even against the Ravens so I'm going Ravens plus three Justin you agreeing with all of us or going against us I'm going against Browns minus three I think the defense is too too good Bucks at Saints minus three so if the Falcons lose in London this will be a game for first place um Jameis might play this game so it could be Jameis versus uh his old team in the Bucks Saints at home I'm going Saints. I, you know, you got Olave, Thomas. You got some, you know, some weapons over there. I, I know they blew the game, but I, I am going to go Saints minus three. The listeners are going Bucks plus three. Danny, what are you going? I hate that I agree with the listeners, but I think I'm gonna go Bucks here as well. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I kind of think the Bucks own the Saints at home, kind of sometimes. Maybe I'm talking out my ass for all I know, 
But I, I don't know. I'm still kind of feeling the Bucks still. And it's I'm not the saying opposite I, way around. The Saints own the Bucks, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I'm talking on my ass. I still like the Bucks. I, the Baker baby feeling. I don't know. This is a winnable game for them. Justin. Bucks. There we go. The the bad bowl. Broncos at yes. Bears plus three and a half. I don't think the Broncos are honestly even close to as bad as the Bears are. So I'm going uh, Broncos minus three and a half. Justin. Yeah, I'm Broncos minus three and a half as well. At least Russell Wilson is playing like somewhat efficient football right now. Uh, their defense is just really, really bad. So the Bears defense, offense and defense is bad. So Marvin the Mims is killing it for the uh, the Broncos too, by the way. Yeah. He's a big yep. play machine. Um, that was a good hit for us. Danny. Both 0-3 against the spread, so that's pretty fun. But, yeah, Broncos are not as bad as the Bears. I mean, the Bears are so bad this year. So bad. And uh, the listeners are going against us. They're going Bears. Patriots at Cowboys minus six. Honestly, if they win that game, then they should honestly have control of this segment. The listeners? Yeah, if the Bears win, then at that point it's just good. No, you don't need to win. You need to cover. They cover. They, they, They still are in the segment. Patriots at Cowboys minus six and a half. Uh, I know the Cowboys struggled last week, and I do think Trevon Diggs is really a much bigger loss than people are giving a credit for because of all the Trevon Diggs memes about giving up yards a couple years ago. But he was balling this year, and he was balling at the end of last year too. Like He's really good, and he allows them to play that defense the way they like to. You can't do what you do with uh, Deron Bland versus Trevon Diggs. But I still think the Patriots' offense is so bad that the Cowboys are going to cover this. So I'm going Cowboys minus 6.5. The listeners are going Patriots. Danny, what are you going? I'm going Cowboys. Uh, I mean, the Patriots almost lost to the Jets. Now, obviously, it was raining. I get it. But, I mean, the Cowboys are just a better team than the Patriots. I am, though, looking forward to uh, Christian Gonzalez versus CD Lamb this week, I imagine, is what the Patriots are going to try and do. That'll be a fun matchup. Justin. Uh, yeah, Cowboys are going to win by a touchdown. Are the listeners tanking this so we can get back in it? I don't know. You got to talk to Greg Borgoyne. Don't Thanks, say Greg. that. Don't say that shit because they're gonna they're gonna beat us and then they're gonna turn it around on us. They're gonna be they're gonna be playing that clip at us all year long. Now again, we will at least one of us are going to win this thing. The listeners, I refuse to let them win. <laughs> I will lie, cheat, or st- that's one of my favorite clips of of the campaign. I will do whatever it takes to win, even if that means lie or cheat. Because uh, that's a that's a fucking vibe right there. Mm. Um, mm. And then Sunday night football game where the NFL is regretting putting the Jets in all these primetime games. We got Chiefs at Jets plus nine and a half. Uh, this is my John Boy Media against the spread pick, which I'm three and zero oh in by the way this year. I'm going Chiefs minus six and a half. Justin, who do you got? Is it six and a half or nine and a half? Nine and a half. Uh, yeah, Chiefs Chiefs are going to win by more than 10, even though it's 9.5. They're going to win by, by more than 10. But my confidence in that makes me feel like they're going to keep it within 9, like and the Chiefs offense is going to struggle. Because the Jets do have a good defense. Uh, but I still, I, I got the Chiefs. Danny, how about you? The listeners went uh, Chiefs. Do you agree with all forget, of us? You're forgetting the X, X factor here this week, why the Chiefs are going to dominate. You're going to hate that about says, but Taylor Swift's going to be at the game, and Travis Kelsey's going to go off, quite frankly. It's going to happen. Oh. It's going to happen. Uh, Chiefs dominate. Travis Kelsey, I'm calling it two tutties. Two. Two. 
Ooh, for his girl in Primetime. Yeah, maybe Travis Kelsey will be good for once. So have also, like, yeah, just, just get ready for that. For it's going to be ten years miserable. NBC is going to be miserable this week showing her. Uh, okay. All right, so let's 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 beat the shit out of these listeners, and maybe they can STFU. Giants Seahawks score predictions. Danny King, what do you got? Uh, I don't want to say like I kind of gotta have a type of game, but I kind of gotta have a type of game. This is the level of competition we now expect the Giants to beat after we've been knocked down to <laughs> knock down a few levels. Giants are gonna win. Need to win. Uh, they're gonna win 24. 24 20. It's probably going to be a, a close nail biter type of game. I don't see a world where any team scores 30 points this week. I could be wrong once again. But yeah, Giants win 24 20. Got to have it, please. Got to have it. Justin, what is your score prediction for Giants Seahawks? Go out there and prove me wrong, man. I don't feel good about this team. I don't think this team has the same hunger. I don't think they have the same fight that they did last year. Guys have not taken second year jumps like we've really wanted them to. And I think that's hurting this team. And I think just getting their ass kicked week one is still, it's left a sour taste in my mouth. And I think it's left a sour taste in their mouth. Seahawks win 27 to 17. Go out there and prove me wrong. All right, this game, you got to win it. You've got to, got to, got to, got to, got to win it. Things start looking real bleak. Uh, Things, people look at you differently. It's going to be real bad if you don't end up winning this game. You gotta have it. I know we talk the Daniel Jones primetime stat. I don't. I don't think that's anything anyone actually even talks about. But guess what? It's gonna be up out there, and I want to prove it wrong. I want to be on Monday Night Football. We haven't won a Monday Night Football game since freaking Eli against the Forty ers in twenty eighteen. Let's win on Monday Night Football. Let's get this team back to two and two. Let's get back on track and let's win some games. Giants 77, Seahawks 0. We will see you Tuesday with a recap victory pod. I'm telling you, it's going to be joyous. We appreciate you. See you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.